in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome to another edition of Potential Picks. This is, if you can believe it, our final week of season two. Season three starts next week. So we have our last two potential picks this week, and we're starting off with the new mystery film, Death on the Nile. This is written by Michael Green, directed by Kenneth Branagh. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. You know, Taylor, we've really actually been a big fan of Kenneth Branagh because not only is he a fantastic actor who's had a huge range of roles, but he's really stepped up in the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years in the directing chair. I mean, he's been a director for a while. I know he's done a lot of those Shakespeare movies, but Thor, The Elfast, you know, we've seen all these great movies he's been doing. So Death in the Nile, this is, if you will, a follow-up. Uh, to Murder on the Orient Express. These are all novels by Agatha Christie. Uh, the first film came out in 2017, and it did pretty well, so they wanted to follow up with the next one. So, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Death on the Nile? So our main character, uh, Hercule Poirot, I don't know if I say that correctly. Hercule Poirot. Everyone's <laughs> accent is different. Um, this is, uh, we're following our Hercule as he is seemingly on a you know vacation in Egypt and he ends up meeting back with Book, uh, a character that we got to see from the last um, movie. Uh, and they bump into each other and he invites him uh, to celebrate the marriage of the these two characters that we see in kind of a flashback. And there's a little bit of drama going on there as everyone who is uh, on this trip have something obviously to uh annexed to grind if you will with these characters and uh of course the title there is a death on the nile <laughs> and uh that's where kind of the action leads afoot as the great world's greatest detective <laughs> is on the case so we kind of follow his you know investigation into the death that does occur uh, and the tragic death, and uh, there's a there's quite a few uh, deaths actually, more than one. <laughs> yeah, it could have been deaths on the Nile. Yeah, is that thing like death? <laughs> <laughs> death, death. Um, little producer joke for there if you've ever seen that movie, but yeah. So I remember watching Murder on the Orient Express. I've never seen the old one. I've read the books, but it's it's kind of that fun genre of. Because it is like the 1920s, it's you know 1930s. It's not set in our time. There is a bit of a cool edge to it. With you know, they don't have all the technology that we do today when it comes to investigating. So a lot of it really is uh, by wit and wit alone. And there's a, there's a fun element to Kenneth Branagh's character because he has a bit of like OCD. He has a little of this humorous take on like food and he has a wonder of the world like there's a there's a sense to him of why he is the way he is but when he gets into detective mode he's kind of an animal he's kind of a beast and i wasn't expecting in this film they do a bit of a flashback sequence in the beginning to kind of explain why he is the way he is and why a big theme of this movie definitely more than the first one is anyone 
is capable of anything when it comes to love. And that's also not only just the good side, but also with bad intentions, you know, uh, often love is a reason that through jealousy, through whatever uh, people would murder or to, you know, do something bad. And we see that for him, he's given up love in his life. And this is why he is the way he is. Uh, he gives up all that kind of romantic tendency, the, the joy of life for that, so that he can't have his mind focused when it comes to being a detective. So I kind of like that they did a little bit of that. And they even have a, if you will, pseudo uh, reason why he has that ridiculously fancy mustache. <laughs> but um, I will say one thing I think that this film did a little bit better than Murder the Orient Express is, although that film was enjoyable, had a great cast as well. It was all set on a train and it's like, you can only do so much on a train over and over again. You know, this compartment, that compartment, this compartment. This had a little bit more grand scale. It's not all just on the boat. I mean, a, a good chunk of it is on this river boat. But we had, you know, like parts in London. We had actually going into some of these ruins in Egypt. We have some town scenes. I felt like there was more to watch. And it, just, it didn't feel so like we're stuck on this boat. The whole time, it was a bit of um, a bit like self-contained story towards the end, but it's a bit of like a little bit of globe-trotting story where you definitely feel the time uh, that this is taking place for sure. And yeah, I, I I think Egypt is always something just fascinating to watch. And this is that time period where again, it's not a lot of technology, and this is a riverboat that you know probably for this time is one of the higher-end kind of cruise ships of that time. So it's not like giant by the means that we know today, but you see all the little sail ships on the on the Nile and the people that are living there and what they have to travel and what, you know, you see a, definitely the class system there. These are, you know, Gal Gadot's characters is very rich. And so she on this wedding is embarking on this honeymoon, inviting all these people along. And it's a very high end, you know, they have staff to come on and help them. And of course, a lot of compartments means a lot of people can hide and, and figure out things. So I, I like that element. And also, I really like the music. Uh, his name is Patrick Doyle, who's done a bunch of stuff. There was just this music sense that kind of gave me that classic grand, this is Egypt, the power of Egypt, kind of felt throughout that. And that murder mystery scale, I really like that as well. And what really appeals to me, and I think you agree with this, Chris, uh, once again, we've got such a, an eclectic cast. You've got a huge cast of characters and each character gets a really good you know bit of screen time it gets a bit of, you know they're they're all fairly fleshed out and i think that's what what i liked a little bit more about this movie the character's a little more fleshed out and as you said a big theme is love and we do see that everyone does something for love although misguided um you know and i was really impressed with some of the decisions and some of the decisions of casting i was like eh um i think <laughs> um Russell Brand, I thought, is one of the characters. I thought it was very much more subdued role because he is such a flamboyant and large-in-life persona in real life and a lot of his characters, uh, his acting is. So I thought this was very different for him. And also I loved him sporting this long beard and this very, like, spectacle look. So I thought that was really nice. Um, also, Rose Leslie, who we know from Game of Thrones, she had a much more uh, subdued role, which was a very, very interesting. Um, and... Um, Annette Bedding too. I was really like impressed with her as such a leading lady for for quite a lot of movies. Um, you know, one character, and I think she, I think she is a very tremendous actress. I think she hasn't had a lot to of these kind of roles. And I think she's more changing because she is such um, such an attractive woman. I, I want to see 
you know, I think with this role is a little challenging. Gal Gadot, I think her character, you know, we don't really get enough of her character in the film for me to be like, this really, you know, this is a great role for Gal. You know what I mean? I felt like I wanted to see maybe a little bit more of her. She's kind of like, or she's worthy of more something else where she's kind of more of the kind of the the beautiful flower, the, you know, the, you know, I would like to see maybe her as more of a, a femme fatale, like for that, for the role in this film, but would have been a little bit better, I felt. Yeah, it was, it's an interesting plot. It's one that I don't know if necessarily you can kind of, kind of tell what it is in the beginning. I feel like by the time the movie ended, my fiance and I were like, yeah, we kind of felt that that was where it was going to go in the beginning because they kind of spilled it out that way. Yeah. But there's something fun about watching these characters. I mean, you got, uh, as in, you know, Don French, you have Jennifer Saunders, Latita Wright. I mean, you know, we have these great actresses, even Sophie Okaneda, who like, I thought was funny. They did a nice thing where she's the jazz singer character and she's Latita Wright's aunt. When she's singing, obviously it's a recorded voice. It's not hers, but she's had this very soulful and there's a there's a bit of an attraction between her and Kenneth Branagh's character, which actually I thought was kind of nice. Again, this, there's a whole theme here of love. And so there was kind of nice to see that even though he's on this case, there's a bit of a will they won't they with with you know, them uh, on this vacation. And, you know, one thing it's so hard with nowadays, this this movie having a couple actors in here that have, you know, hit the headlines for not so great reasons. It was another one where, I, you know, I'm watching this film and I'm like, Army Hammer, like, he is a great actor and he's done a lot of great movies. But right now he's kind of at the point where this could be his last film. Yeah. Uh, because of stuff going on, which is kind of just like crazy to watch. Like, it was interesting, you know, I think he's fine in the movie. He fits the role really well. Some of the promotional work, like some of the trailers, they would cut him out or like they would edit a big shot on Gal Gadot. So it was kind of weird with that. And, you know, we've had some anti-vax statements from some of the actors. And so I think, <laughs> I don't know where this film, you know, lands. I mean, last night when I watched it, it was a holiday. It was a pretty full audience for me. And this is week two for the movie. So it wasn't like it was opening weekend. So you know what? I think if this film series, it kind of left off in a way where I was like, I don't know if he, you know, there's all these Agatha Christie novels. They could keep going with this character if the make if it makes enough money. And Kenneth Branagh's directing it. I could see them maybe continuing if he would be willing to. But I don't know if this movie was one that was a labor of love or what uh, to see how it does overall to see if they would continue. But if not, I, I thought this was a fine movie. I enjoyed it for what it was. It looks great. A lot of these close-up shots too on the actors. That was a, definitely a, a thing throughout the whole film. I felt that kind of gave you more of the, you're trying to read who's really hiding things and not. Very, very intense, especially in the interrogation scenes. Uh, absolutely, I agree. Um, I completely agree with all of that. One thing I will say, though, at parts of it are do do drag a bit. I wish they kind of maybe tighten up the length of the film. And like you said, they kind of reveal some stuff early in the film, kind of like gives away the mystery part of it, like, okay, you know, so, but all in all, I would like to see where they take the series if they decide to continue it or maybe on the smaller screen. I feel like Agatha Christie's novel, she has such a plethora of novels, over 33 novels and short stories. So there is a lot of room and even if I would, but I like to keep Kenneth Branagh uh, in the series because he definitely just, what a character that's been portrayed so many times. I have not had the pleasure of seeing um, the different depictions of the character in TV and film, but he certainly, you know, makes a splash. So I hope you, uh, 
all get to chance to check out this film. Uh, again, this is spoiler free, but you can go check out this film, Death on the Nile, in theaters now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.